Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're going to get out to our uh, guest, a longtime uh, NFL scout, been a part of the Combines, worked with some of the best in the business, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Uh, we welcome in Chris Landry to the program on 97.3 The Fan. Chris, how are you, my friend? Uh, good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you again. Good to uh, good to speak with you. Hope all is well. All is well, and uh, very excited uh, as I know you are, and the people uh, you uh, work with on a daily basis for the NFL draft. A whole wor- a year's worth of work uh, going to come to fruition on uh, Thursday night. And you know, I want to start uh, just uh, when you look at this draft overall. Who's your number one overall pick? If you were the number one pick in this draft. Well, the top two players on my board are Nick Bosa and Quentin Williams. I think that certainly if you're um, looking for impact players, those two guys can have the biggest impact. I think that Quentin Williams is probably the cleanest player as Nick Bosa's had some injuries. But both of those guys are just a little bit cut above the rest. And um, I think there are a lot of good players that have got uh, 23 first-round grades, which is going to be a little bit more than each individual team because – as you know, teams will see players a little differently depending upon their scheme and style, but grading players, for example, a, a more of a zone team versus a man team, a two-gap team versus a one-gap team, they're, they're players that warrant first-round grades but don't necessarily fit every team system. So I think there's, you know, get from players from three to, say, 23, um, they're pretty good, and they've got some depth, particularly on the defensive front, which is always good to have the can't ever have enough of those guys. Hey, Chris, uh, the story came down on Easter that uh, the Cardinals weren't going to take Kyler Murray with the overall number one pick. What, what are your people telling you right now about that? Well, I don't, I don't know that that's the case. I think what's happening is the Cardinals are wanting to take this as far as they can because they don't know what potential offer could be had for that number one pick. They also are playing with the idea of what somebody might be willing to offer for Josh Rosen if they do take Kyler Murray. Now, certainly there have been conversations, but they've not had what they would call as a, as a substantive offer. And, and they may not get that, but you won't know that till you get on the clock. So, for example, if there were a team that wanted to move up, and they, would, they couldn't move down very far. Conceivably, if they did want Kyler Murray, they probably could get him down a few spots lower because this is not a universal first pick of the draft. This is not Andrew Luck. I mean, this is not where everybody would take the guy. This is more of something that they would do to fit Cliff Kingsbury, who they think is a bright offensive mind, and that's the direction they're going to go. But it is very likely they could get a much-needed extra pick, and if they could get a third-round pick to move down a few spots and still get Murray – they would be willing to do that. The also is the possibility of, I can tell you that um, they're split inside their scouting department as to who they think is best. Some think Nick Bosa, some think Quinnen Williams. Nobody in that personnel department thinks Kyler Murray is the best player in the draft. If they make this move, they're doing it for the head coach. 
Of course, they hired Steve Wilkes last year at this time, traded up to get Josh Rosen last year at this time. And then if they make the move for Kyler Murray, they're basically reversing course from last year, which, okay, that's that's their prerogative. But they simply would be making this move, in my opinion, drafting Kyler Murray, that is, to not appease the head coach, but because they think that that's the best way to go. I'm not sure I agree with that. In fact, I know that I don't agree with it, but I think that's their game plan. I still don't know what they're going to do. I still think if they stay at number one, it's probably uh, certainly a better better than 50-50 chance they do take Murray, but I don't know what offer they might get when they're on the clock. Chris Landry, our guest on 97.3 The Fan. Before we move off of Arizona, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, how do you think the air raid offense is going to work in the National Football League? Well, I don't think they're going to run an air raid offense. I think they'll have some elements to it, but I think it remains to be seen whether Cliff can do some of those things that – Listen, I think Andy Reid, for example, has done a good job implementing some college stuff into the offense um, for Patrick Mahomes. But I still think some of the staples that you have to run. I mean, here, here's the thing, uh, Johnny, is, is that you you have to make your offense a little more simplified to get a young quarterback on the field sooner. But you have to get him up to speed because if you're overly simplistic with your offense to fit your quarterback, you become easier to defend once they get a look at it. So, listen, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to run air raid. I think, in fact, if you look at the air raid of how they run it, it's been more stationary quarterbacks that r- throw a lot of bubble screens and whatnot. I think what they're going to do is quite a bit different, but it's going to be very collegiate in that you're going and, and basically it's going to be similar to what some of what Lincoln Riley's run at Oklahoma, which they're from the same tree. That is get um, uh, Kyler outside the pocket and move him, move the pocket, half field reads, uh, and give him some run pass options. And, and that's that's what I think they're going to do. How successful that will be, I think it will have some big play success. But do I think it's sustainable at the highest level? No. Uh, huh. Again, I think that if you ask defensive coordinators what fear would they fear the most they fear the guys that can work the entire field uh, not necessarily and i'm talking mentally by being able to throw the football to all parts of the field but when you roll out you you basically eliminate half the field as you well know so you become pretty easy to defend once defense get get the hold of it so I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Hey, Chris, if Murray doesn't go number one overall to Arizona, it looks like to me he could fall pretty deep into this first round, maybe even to the middle of the first round. Very well so. I mean, I don't know who is really pounding the table for him. I mean, you know, does Gruden with all their picks, Does does he is he infatuated with them? I'm not saying at four he would do it, but – would he potentially move up from one of his spots to get him if he were to slip? I don't. It certainly does not fit what the Giants want to do. I don't know that the Miamis and the Jacksonvilles and you know the Denvers that are looking for. I don't think he fits what they want as a quarterback. So I think it will be interesting to see where he would go. Um, and, and he could slip, and he could slip quite a bit. How far? I don't know. I mean, with. With the Redskins, for example, that need a quarterback, is that who they want? Is that what Jay Gruden wants? I, I'm not sure that, that that it is, but I do think you might see somebody that at least if he drops, they would take him, not thinking he would be there. But i got to tell you, I, it, I don't know that, it, like I said, it's far from a consensus. In fact, if there is more of a, I would say probably 80% of the people in the league think, now nah, I'm not really all that sold on him as a quarterback. 
and I think it's just the 20%. But as you know, all it takes <laughs> is one team. So if it's the Redskins or somebody like that, they might jump in there, move up from their spot, and uh, may snatch him up if he does fall. Don't know. We're visiting with Chris Landry, former NFL scout, longtime consultant to several NFL teams. You can find him. Uh, he is the owner of LandryFootball.com. Chris, I want to jump down to the, the Chargers here. The Chargers are drafting a 28th overall. I think they could go a variety of different ways. I would certainly think they may be uh, looking to go defense. Uh, what's your uh, gut feeling on them? Well, here's the thing. When you're picking at, you know, in the 20s, in the late 20s, in theory, okay, and I said, made the comment, there's 23 first-round grades. In theory, you think where all the first-round grades are going to be gone. Not necessarily. The the percentages say that there will be a first-round grade, graded player, that will still slip all the way to 28. They they do not and will not have 28 first-round grades. In fact, Chargers will have probably about 16, 18 first-round grades. The the likelihood is one of those guys will be there at 28. So I wouldn't lock into a certain position. I think if that player, whoever that is, um, that's who you take uh, because that's what your board says, and that is what you want to do. You need to get as many good players as you can, and that's how Tom was raised in the league, and I think it's important. As I let you, as I let you get out of here on, on this one, uh, how about uh, your favorite player? Who's your favorite player in the draft that maybe nobody else is talking about? I don't know that if I have a favorite. I think I have several. I, I think that, to me, a guy like Jonah Williams of Alabama could play right tackle. He can be a great guard in a pinch. He could play left tackle. Somebody like that that is – there's no real downside to him. And I, I really love T.J. Hawkins in the tight end at Iowa. I think he's the best all-around tight end I've seen in a long time. I think he has better skill sets than Jason Witten coming out of Tennessee, and I think this guy is an all-pro waiting to happen. Um, so those are just two, but I've got several of them, but th- th- those are two that jump out at me. Well, hey, Chris, appreciate the time this morning. Uh, enjoy the draft. I know you you put a lot of time and energy in it. It's it's always fun on draft night, and I'm sure we're we're due for a few surprises along the way. Oh, absolutely. We'll definitely have good catching up with you again. I'm glad you're doing well and obviously continuing to do a great job. Appreciate you having me and hopefully talk to you again soon. I look forward to it, Chris. uh, Safe travels. You too, bud. There you go, Chris Landry, a longtime NFL scout. Again, you can find him at LandryFootball.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.